Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Dew Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Airbuds Podcast, bitch, fuck you. Uh, hi, I'm Jamel. I'm Peter. My name is Mike. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, happy The Last Dance, everybody. Damn, dude. It's over. Closing time. Damn, semi-sonic, man. That's fuck, it. Man. Shit's a wrap, dog. Look, we're going to hop right into that. Let's get business right out of the way, because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, if you have not already subscribed to us, which I don't know why you're listening to us, if not, but you know, go to uh, Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, go to Google uh, Podcasts, and uh, search for Airbuds. Give us a five-star rating wherever yeah. you can. I'm not we- saying shit funny until you do. <laughs> yeah. Jamel is protesting uh, being funny until you give us a five-star review and uh, leave out something like this. Uh, the two white guys are brilliant. Five stars, Kelly Oubre. 
Listen every week because of them. Jamel, I know you left this review. <laughs> Swear to God, I did not leave this review. I don't even know I didn't leave that review. Mike, even if he did, you should thank him because it just means that he cares about you. As one of your managers, Why would he I really... Sign a Ke- yeah, I wouldn't sign a Kelly Oubre if I did. Kelly would... Oubre is the exact player you would pick to sign. I would have <laughs> signed it Rod Strickland. I would not have signed a Kelly Oubre. All right, well, Kelly Oubre, thank you for leaving us uh, a, a positive review. If you want to have your five-star review right on the air like that one, uh, number one, make it real. Don't be Jamel in a, in a trench coat and sunglasses. Bro. Um, I am fine what? for people calling me trash in our reviews. I have no problem I, with it. Again, I'm just happy <laughs> to be here. I swear uh, it wasn't me. Guys, if you want to support the Buds, go to patreon.com slash airbudspod. Uh, we put out new content every week, exclusive to the Patreon. We've got a Slack channel that has uh, been going off, and it's been extra wholesome and nice and supportive during all this quarantine stuff, right? Except for when I put up that picture of the orange penny fives, nobody said anything. Well, they were ugly as shit. They were no, so... the, the dolphins ones? No, no, the ones that are like bright orange with the black bottom. It's just, mm. it's like exclusively orange and black. It's not a third color. Because I know they had the ones with like the purple kind of color fade. Yeah. But no, it's like mostly bright orange. And they're beautiful. I bet I like them. Yeah. <laughs> I got the perfect sweats for them joints. Well, you know what? This is the perfect uh, transition into introducing our guest. You've already heard him. Uh, he is a returning champion. He is a stand-up comedian. He is CJ Toledano. Also, maybe the only person who's like closet- rivals or even surpasses Jermel's in terms of a oh, sheer no, amount no. of random is, gear. This dude There's is firing stuff. <laughs> CJ has military grade hardware. Son. I'm just like a mili- I'm just like a ragtag. Like I'm a minute man, bro. I got no, a bayonet like, on my shit, bro. His shit is teenagers real. would see my stuff and, and be embarrassed. Dude, you have for a, Jamel. You have a, the, the misprint. The Luke Longley, yeah. Dennis Rodman misprint. That one's crazy. That put me to shame. I knew I need. I have to go on like a pilgrimage. I can't even be around you. You are like the the Raytheon of of shoes and jerseys. I feel like it is like military yeah. grade. <laughs> the options you are like yeah. That's you are nice. in cahoots with Dick Cheney. Uh, yeah, you get <laughs> no bid contracts. Exactly. Yeah. How the hell did you get that jersey, CJ? Just. I just found it on a on one of these vintage sites that I that I check every other day. <laughs> oh my god, that I swear thing. to God, no. Listen, I was looking for. I think I was looking for a Luke Longley jersey, champion, um, <laughs> and someone said we got the front of one, and I said, you know what? I didn't know how interested I'd be to find out more. Oh, Half a jersey god. is more than Luke Longley got in this fucking ten part documentary. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, yeah. could not be reached for comedy. Oh, by the way, casually Luke Longley sent a game to overtime in the finals. Crazy. Don't mind me. They, Between the Judd leg passes. Judd Bushler was interviewed. Judd Bushler was interviewed. Who else is yeah. interviewed? Like everyone. Everyone. Jeremy Piven was interviewed. Everyone. Yeah. Lorenz Tate made one of those bumpers tonight. <laughs> Yo, they had, what? Joe Montana got a bar. <laughs> yeah. Joe what Montana is... got a bar for ha- just for having a bad time. It is. They were reaching. You knew it was episode 10. Why did we Why did we get... So, like, I know Joe Montana, Jeremy Piven, all these schmucks have, like, Chicago connections. But, like, couldn't we have picked other more pertinent people? Like, Can I just say like about Leo. Joe Montana for a second, though? He's got the, he's got the wrong story, man. He's lost the plot. 
He saw one of the Bulls, like, 10 losses that year. Like, that's fucking so much better than watching them win. <laughs> also, I bet he has better Bull stories than that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, the one he decided to share was, like, I almost had a fun dinner. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, he can't talk about the time that him and Slim Baylor and fucking <laughs> and them niggas had, like, 100 grand on the tables. He can't talk about the raw shit. That's fair. Yeah. Slim uh, Bowler, that's that nigga. I did. I, yeah. Uh, well, CJ, you're. Uh, tell me a little bit about your connection to Michael Jordan. You've been. You're so passionate that you've been posting Michael Jordan themed like <laughs> outfits to social media I every we week. We were all doing that. I thought week one, everyone's like, we're all dressing up for this, right? No one else got that email. You <laughs> sent that. E- week- you sent that email to yourself. <laughs> Week two, even my imaginary self wasn't showing up. It was, and I said, I guess I just got it. I have a whole pile of this shit. At least if it services, my wife will think it was for something. But you know what? I I, I committed to it. Some of the fits were a joke, which were positively received. And some of those serious ones were laughed at. So I learned a lot about my crowd. I thought they were all great, honestly. The full warm up, wide variety. Yeah, the full warm up with the with the aqua eights in bed. That's fun. That was it. Did you change the sheets right after? No, I told I told my wife that they're brand new. That's hard body. That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. But again, the kids on the internet because I had to make that video for like the sneakers vertical of Bleacher Report and. Then everyone, every fucking kid in the comments said I picked the wrong Jordans. It's like. There, what? There's a right pair of Jordans? You're children. What's the meanest yeah. thing a 14-year-old has ever said to you? Oh, man. Recently, I was I got like 20 comments call me Gangnam Style <laughs> and, and Kim Jong-un. And the thing is... No. No. Kim Jong-un, the Come last on. five weeks, yeah. our, our interests God. aligned. For sure. 14-year-old kids <laughs> should run the world, man. They're... Yeah. Oh, my God. They're going to. Wait, why should they run the world? Because they're mean and can get shit done. They know how to cut to the core of anybody at any time. Yeah. Need some real cord cutting truth right now, Michael. Yeah. And they all got to work from home and just tear us down, yeah. tear down the other countries. If take what's yeah. ours back. Yeah. If Senate was like twelve kids <laughs> on the from the R train or some shit. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> would be hurt. Dude, universal yeah. basic income would be three grand a month yesterday. I'd be ready to go. And included like at least like four thousand V Bucks for Fortnite dances. Yeah. <laughs> Once they figure out how to weaponize Warcraft, <laughs> Minecraft, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh well we're the talking connection. about the last dance tonight. What was my con- oh my con- you know, here, I'll give you my real connection. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I make up so many reasons to like the front runners, but uh born in Marshalltown, Iowa, Midwest, nineties uh tv like to be they wanted me americanized so i just watched all the tv snl fresh prince 90s nba it was all bulls and then we got the local games which is wgn and so we also got the bulls yes. yeah every game so two family there was no choice and then a bulls game yeah i yeah. got wgn so, in cleveland in our package it was a oh, national really? yeah. it was a national thing wgn went national because we had it, too, in Virginia. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. But it was Chicago. It was a Chicago local station. We get the Chicago Yeah, you get Chicago news. news. We didn't... Yeah, in Philly, we didn't have it. Um, we would only catch national, nationally broadcast games. 
That's because I was broke. Uh, <laughs> Not wrong. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm real sorry. I should have <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it feels reductive now. You should have did a Rocky reference, man. Yeah, my bad. You want to go over? You want to start? <laughs> Tim. Tim, if you're listening, edit here. <laughs> this is the fuck staying in. <laughs> I, no, I want to talk about the fucking jeans video. I want to talk about oh, the, yeah. right. Oh, okay. So uh, context yeah. we didn't give CJ is uh, you're the the head of content for House of Highlights. Yeah, the head of not stealing clips division. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, to, if and for somehow any of my coworkers ever hear that, it's curated. We ask them. Yeah, yeah. nobody listens to this shit. I either. don't. So, but if you ever <laughs> see any of uh, the well produced, well thought out, well written stuff uh, that comes from the mind of one CJ Toledano. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But tell us about was, the, the jeans video, which is very funny. You dropped a hand. To be honest, I had that idea for the last two years when they're like, yeah, maybe we could try a few of you like your sketches, CJ. And I was like, I got this idea. Be like Mike or dress like Mike. And they said, no, you're old. No one cares about Jordan for the last year and a half. Jesus. And then this, this shit happens. And they're like, CJ, what ideas do you got? <laughs> like usually I have to twist. I had to twist these little 25 year olds arms to like let me have a piece with beats in it you know they're like they're like one what is a beat and i'm like well there's gonna be it's like six jokes on the same premise they're like what well, you not a dance not a, a grandpa crossing over his grandson i'm like it's it, it could be the grandpa crossing over the grandson but five times in a video Did you feel like you were Anyways. teaching a new generation about the about yeah. like the theater you're like in it my was, day yeah I felt like I should be holding a a, a little uh, pipe talking about Mr. Show to these kids. Yeah. Um, and that's when then, I heard yeah. the two words that yeah. would change my life forever. Yes, and. But uh, so finally, this the Jordan stuff, Last Dance happened. Everyone's into it. And so I was like, can I please do this? And like, yes. And so we had to make like the at home version. But I still had my guy who I go to for like all music, any sort of like music parody or anything. And he has, he was like, I'm going to call up my friend in Chicago who knows who does jingles, like actually. Um, and he, we found a guy who worked on the original. And he, the, the guy who, one of the guys who worked on the original. I felt that so made, wow, made It that did feel video. really authentic. I did want to say it like it sounded really good. Because if you listen to it, we didn't just find the instrumental we had to rebuild the instrumental because gatorade is not putting that shit out there for people to make fun of michael no. jordan with it's definitely it's its own thing but has the exact vibe yeah and i have a really sweet niece in buffalo so i just sent her a bunch of bad clothes put megan in clothes myself and our buddy clark jones who lives around the, uh, the neighborhood and literally doing all the social social distancing production protocols like separate cars, tell, yeah, throwing big pants from car to car. <laughs> it was, uh, it was funny. It was a lot of fun. Oh man, uh, an instant classic. Well, guys, should we get into the the last dance? I feel like that we have to talk about it, right? I mean, every NBA podcast tomorrow is going to be talking about it. Today, sorry, Tim, edit out tomorrow. Um, no, add an echo, add an extra echo right there. No, put a couple echoes on that, Tim. Uh, but you know, this is what the people want right now. So, uh, CJ, how do you feel after 10 hours of watching this? How, what is your, I, I loved it. I don't know if it is like the greatest piece of art or like transcends 
if in documentary making, I mean, you put Jordan in something, I'm already giving it a nine, you know? Yeah. Uh, and also, if you're a diehard fan, there are tons of flaws in this puppy. You you see, like, clips and interviews out of order. Like, the stuff that was not out of order on purpose because they're jumping timelines, but, like, like, hey, no Isaiah Thomas questions. All right. And then the next scene is him getting asked an Isaiah Thomas question. When in fact that was like the interview that caused Jordan to say, "Hey, no more Isaiah Thomas." So there's a little bit of editing trickery that only like psychotic NBA fans would know. Yeah, there's a. Uh, do you listen to the you know, No Dunks? No. Oh, it's a it's a podcast. It's, I I enjoy No Dunks, but there's a, a one of the hosts, Lee Ellis. Uh, oh yeah, Lee is like a mastermind. Yeah, he, he was like pointing out like they're showing like they're talking about Game Three of like the 89 like piston series but they're showing yeah. clips from game two like why are they doing that <laughs> like he just was like he knows yeah. all these games by heart and is like pointing out all these flaws over the last 10 weeks or six weeks or five weeks this feel and and was that for was this documentary even for like the diehards maybe not. no it was yeah, no. Sorry, it was Peter. a really good piece of propaganda made mm. by michael who was like trying to do it's like as close as he'll get to like doing the internet like he's not like it's like just like his swing it like i was the best and it just i don't know felt so ha- it was so hammy it was so heavy-handed with him at the end <laughs> it was just like andrea kramer's like he didn't have twitter he couldn't be steph or lebron he didn't know how to tweet yeah we didn't need that yeah it did I agree. I like look. I, would I watch ten hours of this over again? Absolutely. I'd watch twenty. Um, I'd watch yeah. twenty hours. But it is like definitely, uh, I, and we've talked about this every week. Of being like, it's must be amazing to get to control the keys of your own legend building. Like you, he's controlling the entire narrative of everything that people have talked about for the the last twenty years by producing his own documentary, which uh, makes it not a documentary or journalism in my, like it's a, it's a PR video. Um, <laughs> but again, like highly loved it, but we'll, we'll get into the specifics, but I just want to call out right now. Uh, I do not believe that fucking pizza story at all. Ma- never Ma- have, doesn't never have, no. never will. I just heard Jason Hare, the director on the, of the shits, he was on Jalen and Jacoby. They did a post yeah, yeah. and he said that what happened was, like, Mike and them was getting drunk. They was. But okay. then Mike was just on some dickhead shit. They order a pizza. He gets the whole pizza, and it's like, nobody touched the fucking pizza. This is my pizza. And then he himself no. spat on the pizza, ate the, the director implied that Mike ate a whole pizza and made himself sick by eating pizza. <laughs> no. like, a, like a child, and like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> that is like a 36-year-old man, right? That's more, that is much more believable to me is that they all they were all fucking slammer-jammered uh, off, the, off the tequila, off the Cabo Wabo, whatever that was. Yeah, Sammy, was Sammy Hagar's tequila extra. popping back then? He low-key. Then, like, then, then, then he ate a whole pizza. And that's what made him sick. He but low-key accused five people of murder in this show. Yeah. And that's what I don't believe, where he's like, Michael Jordan, for, for nine episodes, we're like, Michael Jordan does not, uh, Michael Jordan does not uh, forget a grudge. He will find any reason 
to to motivate himself to destroy you he he does not forget any slight at all but then like suddenly he's like five guys showed up to my hotel room poisoned me and will never find out who they were like you ordered the pizza from a specific store like i don't believe any of it like he just he was just hung over and and sick from eating a whole pizza by himself. <laughs> it's, then you know what? I like him even more because that's the same shit I would do. <laughs> Relatable, right? Like just like, yeah. I want like My they gotta have a. What's the colorway for those on a Jordan? Ooh. What's the I I binge eight <laughs> with my friends. The pizza 13s. sauce twelves. <laughs> nah, it's the pizza yeah. sauce twelves, bro. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that would humanize them much more than anything in this documentary. It's like, hey, man, like, it was the biggest night of my career. I was anxious. I was in a self-destructive mood, and I got drunk and ate pizza yeah. to try to, like, not feel anything. Like, that feels, like, much more relatable than be like, there was a conspiracy. Five, five guys all conspired to poison me. But don't you yeah. see, Mike, he can't tell us the truth, man, because if he told us that, He'd be human. He wouldn't be Mike anymore. He wouldn't yeah. be, wouldn't wear the huge jeans no more. This is his cross to bear. <laughs> Leather you know hats. what? And also, too, the, the, he really gave some major props to some people I liked. Like, Megan was scared of this Pacers episode. If anything, he really just like propped those guys up. No, it was a tip of the hat. They deserved it. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's the I director was, more than Michael even the, being like even the bad boys. Oh. I could see that a little bit, Peter. Like he's not sitting through all this footage. They want to like you. You got to want to kind of convince people who know what's going to happen that hey, maybe the Lakers win this. It's like no, we we know the Bulls win. Yeah. It was. Yeah, but- I feel like the last two episodes, specifically, the editing got a little sloppy, and I feel like they were finding clips of him just like saying things as a joke. But every time Jordan said anything <laughs> in 1998, he was just being a huge fucking asshole. So like, just like all of a sudden, all the like little quips of him like going through things that are happening in 98, and he just seems like, God, just like such a super asshole to be around. Like the last, yeah. it, like the by the end. You could yep. feel it. You could feel it when he was like trying to joke after a dub. They're all sitting on the, like the training tables, and like nobody's really wants to laugh at what Jordan's saying. I mean, everybody like you like Scottie Pippen's also like been listening to this dude for a decade. Yeah, there's my favorite moment. I think of the whole documentary possibly uh, kind of gets right to this point where after they've won their second three peat, their sixth championship. Uh, the celebration goes to Michael Jordan's hotel suite, which has a piano in it, which was already previously <laughs> referenced. That he and plays, seems, that he just casually plays piano. Well, he, he earlier, it's almost like a, a setup to a punchline because earlier they say, he was like, hey, like I was in my hotel room. I to unwind, I had a couple beers, played the piano. Um, oh, no, I, I have a piano in my hotel room. And then cut to later, <laughs> him in his hotel room with the piano, and he's just banging on it like a four-year-old child <laughs> while everyone in the – all the other adults in the room are just looking at him being like, oh, God, like I can't wait for this shit to be over. Like, at least play Charlie Brown or something, man. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite part was him listening to Kenny Lattimore on throwback. On bragging? bragging. Yo, D- Kenny Lattimore is the hood's favorite. The number one hood wedding song for you. You guys, Kenny Lattimore is that shit, dude. I was going to listen to him 
after this because I wanted to know who he was bragging about. He has not even heard yet. Bro, he got some shit for that ass. Tim, hey, Tim, can you put a little 15 <laughs> seconds of Never Too Busy by Kenny Lattimore in right here? Just kind of fade that in. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Guys, uh, I do want to point out, I think, episode 10 at the, near the very beginning for about 30 seconds, we get our first and only inclusion of Michael Jordan's children in the entire documentary. Yeah, sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and all they said was that they weren't there. Yeah, we couldn't dad make wouldn't it let us I do come. like that. <laughs> it reminded me of, like, Rocky Four when his son and his friend watched. <laughs> yeah. And I was like... Your dad boxes like twice a year these days. You gotta go. <laughs> you, you gotta. That's not basement sleepover shit. This is your dad is Michael Jordan. Might be his last game ever. Might hit the game winner. Yeah. You should maybe go and not have a sleepover. <laughs> With you and a robot. Yeah. Robot made. <laughs> yeah. So that's what vibes it gave me. But like, I'm also like, yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, there is the implication that. Uh, what his his ex-wife's name is Joanna, right? Joanna Jordan didn't or Juanita. Juanita, I'm sorry. Um uh didn't want them there because Utah fans are racist. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Which probably and we know that's true to be true to this day, right? Yeah. Uh, it is intense right now in May of twenty twenty to see like ravenous pacer and jazz fans. Like these just like white waves of anger. It is like, yeah, just nah, they pipe the Westbrook that, shit. Yo, the original yeah. Karen, the Indiana Pacers <laughs> yeah. lady. She, so when she, when she popped up, I looked at Meg and I said, minimum <laughs> four people texting you or tweeting about this saying, do you know her? Are you her? I loved you in last dance. And yeah, her phone was blown up with it. <laughs> yeah. But then in Utah, there was, there was a, a version of her there there's a version of her in Miami against Joe Kim. No, like yeah. it's incredible. The Karen NBA Karens. Yeah. Like I want to meet specific Karens. Yo, for sure. Of Sacramento. Karen teams. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what Sacramento Karen does? She's the one who has the double cowbells for that one timeout where everyone whips out their cowbells in Sacramento. Yeah. yeah. No. Sacramento Karen. Sacramento Karen is, and I I I reference this all the time, but it was the 2001 uh, conference finals between the Lakers and uh, the Kings, and Bobby Jackson fell into the crowd into the lap of someone sitting courtside, uh, and Sacramento was such a hick town at the time. Uh, the woman that he lands on kisses him on the head. And then turns and smiles into the camera and is missing one of her front teeth. <laughs> so live. So live. Oh, there was someone gosh. sitting courtside that was missing a front tooth in Sacramento. And it's, it's incredible. It's an incredible moment. I need to find that on YouTube. Have you ever seen the Karen who slow motion stands up in front of David Robinson? Yep. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a... That's a uh, an aging Karen, right? That was yeah. That was like, oh yeah, it was an older Karen. That was like a Mar- that was a maybe, Margaret. Maybe a that was a Margaret. The Golden State Amari, Karen, yes. who was uh, talking about LeBron crying, was going around. Yeah, recently, which was 
very enjoyable. DC, we don't even got a Karen. Our Karens would be super quiet, young. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. Um, guys, what are what are some other moments uh, that jumped out at you from tonight's two episodes? I love Rodman more than I did. Yeah, his the black and green hair is super vicious, oh. and I would do that to my head. Still, like even like with Pharrell and I mean Chris Brown, like. Guys who have tried to do that since still cannot get it down as good as Dennis did. That's really true. He really was kind of like peaking in the 98 finals too. It was. It looked like a monster can before monster existed. It was like this green and black. Yeah, it was Surge. Remember Surge? It had nothing to do with whatever uniform he was going to wear. Now every NBA player mismatches, but like – that was crazy. That was super dumb. Sick. And the wrestling shit was tight. And I did watch that, but like, it just reminded me that like, honestly, Monday Night Raw was crushing all that shit. Like, Raw or Nitro? You mean? I'm saying Raw was always better than Nitro. Wow. Rod- Rodman, be damned. Like, like, wow. dude, I'm trying to have sex, bro. I'm watching DX. <laughs> I'm not watching no fucking sad nigga up in the rafters painted like fucking dead presidents with a leather coat on. Uh, Fuck you, Sting. Get out of here, dude. Um, yeah, it is wild. I think the most impressive thing is that through all of this, Dennis Rodman never seemed to get on Michael Jordan's nerves at all. Yeah, And I think it literally is because like Dennis Rodman might have been the only person on the entire Chicago Bulls or in the entire NBA that Michael Jordan didn't think he could beat up. That makes sense. I can see that. Rodman yeah. crazy enough to whoop Mike's ass. And he knows him from back in the day. I also yeah. think like it does take a certain kind of crazy person and Jordan just knew that they needed that dude so bad that you're just going to let him do... Like I feel like he was more nihilistic... I feel like Phil Jackson was trying to like spiritually connect to Dennis Rodman through every question about his absence. Like, yeah. Awesome. And Rodman was just like, I'm just trying to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. Like, and then showed Phil up and balled like, out. So like he got to, got yeah. away with it. That's it. That's how it works. Ooh, when he hit that, I forgot about that one shot and it was in high def. The uh, like 20 footer over uh, who was it? Malone, right? Was it over? It was either over Malone or uh, who are gla- the glasses dude on the jazz? I forget Aaron his name. Aaron Carr? I mean, Antoine Carr. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Antoine, Antoine Carr. Yeah. And, like, Rodman held it, held his hand up, and it was pretty sick. He would do that every now and then. And he would hit it with the shrug. Yeah. And yeah. It was, like, multiple 0.20 rebound games. It's incredible. That and nice. we haven't seen anyone. People say Draymond. Draymond needs a bucket or two to, like, feel good about himself. But, like, Rodman would love a 0 in 20 games. I usually feel like everyone in today's game is usually going to be better than the past. But if this doc did anything for me, it really made me believe that any of those nineties players would have whooped Draymond's ass. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Barkley Rodman. Are you kidding me? Like Draymond is pretty soft. I mean, everyone, everyone pre Shaq actually threw punches that connected. Yeah. Michael Jordan punch uh, Reggie Miller a, in the face. Threw a punch that connected with Reggie Miller in this exactly. episode. And it does not get talked about ever. Yeah. I mean, I like that Reggie got his his bars. Uh like I kinda hated that dude coming up. And Me too. But like I still had his picture on my wall. 
like at some point like he well was it was excited. like when when i were when my my mom was trying to get me power rangers like they were sold out of the, of the all of them but she, the villains were on the shelf and she goes i got it i got it i'll just get this <laughs> yeah. and it kept me occupied it was part of the universe my heroes weren't made unless these guys yeah like legit like him and kobe were like bebop and rocksteady to me yeah i just kept them around <laughs> uh Oh but yeah, but I I, I, I love like, I loved oh, yeah. his confidence of being like at the end, and you know kudos to Michael Jordan, uh, and the director for kind of you know keeping it in. But where Reggie Miller finishes kind of his segment off by being like, I still think we were the better team. Like we should have won. Like, but I think yeah. that comes from Reggie Miller's just like there's no one. There was never any question about him being clutch. Like you know some but great been, players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's but I mean, just like in terms of the content of what he was saying, yeah. Like but Michael, I think that Michael Jordan has gotten the last word on everything, pretty much this entire documentary. Yeah. I mean, that might be true. They did. They were all like, "This was the best team we played." Yeah, yeah that's they, true. Like in the fi- like, I would say it seemed like they respected them more than any finals team they played. We couldn't have got one quote from Rick Smith. Neither of the Davises were reached. For a moment. Oh, but we got no, we got were, Jalen Rose yeah. narrating that entire episode, even though he didn't like <laughs> sniff the court. Oh, oh yeah, ESPN. ESPN. That's when you remember who's making it. Yeah. Hey, did you guys notice? Have you guys been noticing what's going on with Rodman's fingernails? He's got crazy big fingernails. You guys see? And they're kind of they're they're kind of clawed off, right? They're not like. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like like land before time dinosaur sized <laughs> turquoise also like kind of like yeah like ducky colored ducky was from land before time right yeah yeah, yeah. I mean it's He's only like ducky. we're only six weeks away from everyone on this Zoom call having painted nails just yeah in, That's fair. in life bro what did you guys think of the the new security guard that we had got introduced to Gus. Gus seems pretty smooth. Reminded yeah. me of my granddad a little bit. Yep. And Jordan couldn't like Jordan needed him. He was his new new dad, which uh, I didn't know if he needed that. Yeah, just to touch a new dad. I would I could have taken. <laughs> I I could have used. You're my father now. <laughs> we could have had one line from Luke Longley. Jordan yeah. was so successful, and all he wanted to do was buy a new dad. Yeah. Like, I think I think what it probably was was it was a moment of Michael Jordan uh, exercising his uh, extreme executive producerness over this, where he was like, <laughs> "This doesn't really fit in the narrative, but I love this guy, so can you cram him in somehow?" It was because it did it did feel crammed in, right? That felt crammed in, and also Kerr at like at the end kind of felt crammed in. It felt like we should have had that Kerr section like like two or three episodes ago mm-hmm. it seems well, late see, they, bounced, they moved it it was late because that's when Kerr was getting the buckets they tried to put the story where he was most involved with the team you feel me at least that's my opinion no you're not wrong at, at one point i forgot too i thought it was jarring when they jumped back to the 97 jazz and I was like, wait, did we finish the Pacer series? What happened? This is like it these is times pretty wild. getting mashed up is now getting a little disorienting. I'll I'll always I'll always look back and ask that question of like, what if they just put this in chronological order? Yeah, they were jumping all over. I don't think 
especially as it went footage. along. Yeah, it just felt like they were kind of stretching to fill that they sold ten episodes, but it only had content for six. And yeah, um, which would have been cool too. I mean, look, I've been saying it since like week <laughs> three of this. Like, this would have been a great two-hour documentary. I don't know if we needed a ten-hour, but again, I I consumed all ten hours and would do it again. But I feel like it might have made a better, tighter feature like rather than a 10 part series yeah because all you do is if you cut it down all you do is cut out the parts where scotty is fucking up <laughs> which would have been nice Scotty's shout out fucking up yeah. a bunch of times shout out scotty i just want to remember this line again when he he didn't go back into the game because tony kukoc co-coach got his number called and uh everyone is like yeah, Scotty really let us down. Scotty fucked up. You know, Scotty feels bad about this. Like, you know, I know what, what Scotty's character, and uh, that was totally out of character for him. And then it, that segment ended with Scotty being like, yeah, if, if, I had to, if I had to do it over again, I'd fucking do it again. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. He's just like, yeah, fuck those guys. Like, And you know what? That's what made this, doc, this docuseries. Really was, were those just like one-liners – Ron Harper saying, "Yeah, okay, or that was bullshit, whatever." Like yeah, yeah. that, that those lines were worth it. These yeah. are the things that will carry us through. This is for sure. Uh, I'm trying to think. What did Mike have any good ones late? Mike with the bat is big for yeah, me. Yeah, that was that was pretty iconic. That's like a new yeah some new new yeah symbol. Uh, new yeah, new me, new power man. rankings. Um, invitee for me is the Oakleys that were being worn in this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, the minion joints? Strong, the minion joints, and then the other ones too. Just strong Oakley game. They never had them uh, where, I mean, fake Oakleys was a business. Oh, I had Oakleys for seventh sure. Yeah, to... 90s NBA guys used to legit yeah. dress like vampires, man. Yeah. They looked like they were in Wild Wild West. It was... Yeah. <laughs> There's like... up to the game on a giant spider. Yeah. It was like while all West and Blade like <laughs> yeah. came out and formed a perfect storm. So Michael Jordan wore gold uh, goggles to his like sixth championship parade. And I'll tell you what, for when I was getting stuff uh, to go back to dress like Mike, I was buying props and I was trying shit on separately and going, okay, I could, I could pull off a hoop earring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, did you see that one hoop earring that he wore that was like, I've never seen like a hoop earring that was like diamond encrusted all the way around, oh, like including shit. like through his ear. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You He's... run out of shit to spend money on. Yeah. Um, so not if you have a gambling addiction. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> Let's talk about what they called the last shot, which uh, is not technically the last shot. Cause he played two more seasons for the Washington wizards. Uh, not even acknowledged, by the way. I think it was we acknowledged. Need, we don't need that. I think it was acknowledged in song, actually, because the most of the soundtrack for the show had been spectacular, and then the last song was this like real Pearl Jam. Was it, was it Pearl Jam? I think so. I thought it was Pearl Jam also, but I don't know for sure. It just stuck out compared to everything else they were doing so hard. I felt like that was their homage to his wizard years. It's like, oh, the guitar picks up, but it's really just <laughs> overall not really a part of this. Oh, I just looked it up. It's Bill Simmons playing Pearl Jam while watching <laughs> highlights. Wow. Oh, is it actually, is it Joe House it's covering it, Pearl Jam? It's yeah, House right. House Eats. <laughs> they were performing at a House Eats. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but before all that, let's no. hear from our friends, Pearl James. <laughs> um, I love how Bill Simmons, by the way, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, but it's something I'm kind of obsessed with. He plays this long, annoying, jangly intro to a song and then cuts it off right when the song begins. <laughs> like, that's not. No, you hear a Mama Sita. <laughs> Yeah, I want I want every old white dude to tell me about sports while that song plays yeah. behind them. Um, so uh, let's talk about the last shot. Uh, Michael Jordan addresses the whether or not he pushed off uh, very quickly, and then kind of doubles down on it by having Bob Costas. Oh my God! For five seconds, be like, "There's no way you could have pushed off." Bob Costas like, will hold your bag no matter what, dude. I'm with Costas. <laughs> I'm with Costas because, dog, we're not even talking about how Reggie shoved this man in the chest. Right, right. That's a push. We did talk about it. He, Michael Jordan, made sure to include it in his own documentary. Yeah, he's like, "You well, have to talk about when you committed an offensive foul against me." So. You know what? And I was, I was like, uh, he pushed off. I was always of the belief he pushed off, and I love Jordan, and that made him cooler to me. But then, conveniently, the angles that they did show made it look like he did not push off. But you know, it's great. It's it's his editing. It's really. I think he, I think he contacted the player, and I think it had minimal influence. Right. I'm not saying like. It should have counted. You don't even call, you don't even call a foul like that at at that point of a of a of a game in in the finals. It was like, a crafty veteran yeah. move, and but, it's all a part of not calling the timeout. If you call a timeout, they're calling a foul on whatever happens next. The biggest problem is continuing that play is the only way that MJ happens. just like didn't realize. I thought this was like the microcosm of like what missed in this doc. Like he could have like had fun with that. Even just like being yeah. coy about it, yep, just yeah. kind of like, yep. but like he just can't. He doesn't understand how to like connect and become like adored in that way because he's just like so fucking competitive forever, right? Yeah, and dude. it's like it goes back to like the pizza story or like any anytime there's any controversy, like he's got like it just feels like he's got a, a tight story rehearsed for everything. Um. Like when he woke up after getting hammered and eating a whole pizza by himself with his security guards, like naked on the floor around him, he's like, all right, this is what we're telling people happened last night. He doesn't realize too that like, and I think it's the difference between what he probably experienced with fame in the nineties. But now if he like reversed course and opened up about just some shit, just like some kind of stuff, he would, that would have cemented him in terms of like, goat status in terms of kind of confirming things or like talking about stuff that like people have speculated on not even like gambling shit just like just like i mean i just listened to wind of change that this doc about the cia uh maybe producing a rock and roll song and it's just like the cia putting out one thing that sounds cool jordan just like confirmed that he used to just get wasted and play cards all night like everyone would have lost their fucking minds in this he had so many opportunities to just like tell the truth about stuff Dude, he's can't because he's a fucking serial killer. Don't you get it, Peter? But he he, <laughs> he killed he killed people with buckets, Peter. He can't tell us the truth, Peter. 
<laughs> when are you gonna get it through your head, man? That's why know. he cries. He's crying right now, wherever he is. Whatever time of day you're listening to this, Michael Jordan's at home alone. Tell the tears. truth, Michael. Change the world. <laughs> Tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> Tell the truth. <laughs> I we ain't even now all the white people on the show do uh tell the truth voice. Everybody do a little <laughs> I didn't not doing one. No. Okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> we ain't even talk about Brian Williams. We ain't even talk about how It is crazy. How Bison Dele, how Michael Jordan He went helped. missing. He went fucking missing, presumed dead still. No, I I think they found his body. Remember how we recorded a they podcast did? about this and then didn't put it out because oh it was too God. sad. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> See, oh, yeah. I'm telling you, that's the that's the podcast I would religiously tune into. We we're gonna do like create like a series of like insane like stories surrounding the NBA, Please. like Jason Williams blowing away his limo driver or like, that's all I thought of during that portion of the, the last yeah. day. So yeah. I was like, well, you know, it's not Jason that funny in Williams. practice. CJ. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like, he's in that 98 all-star game. And then you realize what happened. You're like, damn life comes at you fast. Cool. We just yeah. got to get, we, if we want to do that series, I think we just have to buy different microphones. That's all. It just have we have to get a different sound condenser type of thing and just get like a serious tone, you know. Make Peter do all the talking. <laughs> Me and Ben will write the copy. Uh, Peter, yeah, you do the uh, do that NPR voice thing. This is basketball stories. See, I'd listen right. like that. Yeah. see, that's clean. Yeah, I think we just need to change the tone. We can't just like. Like we can't be like, yeah, we'll cut all the. Dick Welcome jokes. to Airbuds, and then like you hear you hear the sparking of a lighter, and then it's like, okay, today we're talking about the murder of Bison Daly at the hands of his own brother. <laughs> okay, I, w- I won't smoke weed in the microphone anymore. No, 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 smoke you can just not microphone. during that series. Just, just click the lighter like a few inches away. Oh wait, that's when, all. Yeah, when Jason Williams comes up. Oh, yeah. No, I'm smoking weed as soon as they get into any of it. Yeah. Is there a third NBA murder we could pull? I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll find some. Somebody did some. I mean, there's also Chris Birdman Anderson's uh, crime, oh, crime uh, life yeah. to get into. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. I, I would love to get into that. Let's um, just do That'd be I, a good one. I assume Ray Carruth played basketball in high school. <laughs> <laughs> we could shoehorn that. Yeah, why not? Um Guys, is there anything else we wanted to highlight before uh, before we give our final thoughts and sign off here? What what is what is the next storyline NBA wise ah. that captures the heart of America or no the world? Well, obviously Kobe's laying in front of us. We could do the Lakers, but uh, I would or like no, to... just even like our everyday lives right now. What do we look forward to? I would like, like, like something talk between. About? I think we could do a twenty ten. I think we could do a 09 Celtics. You know, I that I is the last that. thing. No, I thank want. you. I feel like we've been living in an 09 Celtics doc since 2009. <laughs> like, hey, I'll watch it we, again. I don't not? care. Okay, fine. All right, let me take another swing. How about a um, uh, how about a doc about uh, Gilbert Arenas and Karan Butler and Antoine Jameson making it to the first round of the playoffs a couple years in a row? Hey, mm-hmm. Peter, fuck off. <laughs> Janelle, um, I was on the live stream with you the other night, and you played J.R. Smith for getting to put the ball back. So what? That just was on ABC. I didn't make that happen. You did. You did that. You did that night. 
there is, of course, Blackballed, which is uh, the Clippers Donald Sterling documentary coming. Um, but I don't think anybody wants that, right? Yeah, that sounds kind of sad. Did HBO Cleveland LeBron? Did HBO finish their like filming the Showtime Lakers series? Yeah, that what like the narrative one? I yeah. thought no, I think yeah, I think there's. I don't know. Hold on, guys. You know what we got to do. You know what we have to do because I bet it's pretty easy to obtain the necessary footage. We need to do the Spurs doc. We have to do the doc that makes the Spurs seem insane. <laughs> Because the read on well, them is that they're just like normal, like khaki wearing. Yeah, they played Warcraft. They had yeah. land parties. Yeah, but they was doing some fucked up shit. Tony Parker was rapping. He fucked somebody. He fucked, fucked <laughs> Brent Barry's wife. While he was yeah, married but, to okay. Eva Longoria, right? Yeah. I, know, I, I can't track that man's relationships. For some reason, I do imagine that like Scooby-Doo where Tony Parker is doing some bad shit, but then the rest of the team is has cups up to the door listening in like stacked on top of each other no you know what people I... who are like really into world of warcraft are also into like polyamory and like in like switching spouses like, yes yeah, that's son, true we have to uncover the uh sex commune that is the San early Antonio. 2000 yeah. spurs yeah greg popovich is the Maurice part of the, the that dude from dude was it? They hooped like the boring part of a real sex episode. <laughs> so they have to have that within them. Uh, um, I'd love to see an Allen Iverson uh, documentary. You know what I really want, though? I want a, I want a, a scripted version of The Last Dance. Yeah. Yeah, you guys were talking. I, I love that thread that you guys had going. Yeah, I would. I think it would just be. There's so many incredible characters. There's so much like pointless soap opera drama. Uh, why not? Well, you remember when Funnier Die would do those like Steve Jobs or Trump? Yeah. Like good. I, I I've I've never seen the Trump one. Her wasn't great, but like in my head, I was like, I'd watch one like that, and like Tracy Morgan plays Jordan. I'd, you know, I'd watch that for sure. Well, make it 45 minutes, throw it on YouTube. And it's just like, give Tracy Morgan the outline of, a, of Jordan's story and have him improvise these lines yeah. and like retellings. Yeah, Funny yeah. or Die is doing well, right? Should we picture this? To him? <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, you guys want to do a video of Tracy Morgan saying he got Steve Kerr pregnant? We don't <laughs> exist anymore, Jamel. <laughs> Yo, that's, you sure? That's Funny or Die's response. Um, I do. I would love to see an Allen Iverson, uh, more in depth. I know no cross crossover is fantastic. That's the thirty for thirty. That's good. Yeah, then, I like that's the VA year, so it it's it touches me in a weird place. And there was another one that uh, I've not seen because it's I've, not good. I've heard it's I, very I bad. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would love to see like just kind of a like birth to now like life story of Allen Iverson. Because he's yeah. he's he deserves to be unpacked more. What about like um, uh, like a double bi- biography of Randy Moss and Jason Williams that starts okay. when they were kids, yes. and then it revisits them. I like that. I wow. Like that oh wait, because this is like White years. Chocolate and Randy Moss were like AAU teammates, right? Yeah, I, they played high school together. Yeah. Dupont. That. There's that classic Nike commercial, uh, just a good old yeah, boy. Yeah, the fucking yep. Dukes of Hazard theme. Right. That, that commercial makes me cry. Can you can can you just imagine like Randy Moss, the greatest receiver, was catching basketball passes from 
one of the greatest passers in high school. I know. And they, like, it's crazy. West Virginia is insane. Uh, the earth is nuts. Randy Moss needs to be unpacked. I know this is, that's the wrong sport, but it feels like that he is kind of primed to have a yeah. little. They had that they Marshall him, one. Yeah, Rand. They gave him the Rand University yeah. one, which is pretty good. I got to rewatch that. But I, it seems like Grant Hill's a dork, but I'd watch. I would watch a documentary on his guest appearance on Living Single. <laughs> <laughs> you could just watch that episode. That could be good. <laughs> uh, I know what we're going to get eventually now that uh, the Warriors front office have have seen the last dance. They're going to be like, well, we need to do our version of the last dance for the 2010s and like how we're the perfect franchise and blah, blah, blah. We're going to get that. And I don't want it. Uh, yeah, I just we've seen it. We've seen it all. Katie has tweeted about it all. They've all. It's going to be tough because social media, we know most everything already. Yeah, and I also just think like, uh, what's his name, Bob? What's the owner's name? Myers. Bob Myers is like such a, like, businessman. Businessman, and just like I, I fucking hate his guts. <laughs> he's just yeah. annoying. Um, but he's going to be the one driving this documentary that we're going to be getting next year. I bet. I mean, as long as half of it is about calling Duran a bitch, <laughs> you know that's cool. That's Kevin right. Durant did not participate in this documentary. Hell no. I got to watch the PG <laughs> County one that's out now. People don't understand. It's crazy. There's a crazy. Um, what is it? So he's got a doc on Showtime about how the town where he's from, you know, it's like right outside of D.C., Prince George's County. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like nuts. Like, they like, like they got like 30 NBA players or some sort of crazy percentage of NBA players since the 70s have come out of pg county and there's like five wow. currently wow i watched that. Cook, mike beasley you know like all it's like all these dudes and they, i growing up on the other side of the bridge in virginia that shit is real like it was just known like if you can't if you can't go to run and shoot and win a game and also not get shot while you're there you don't really ball for real you know what i'm saying <laughs> wow That's, um well guys before i wrap up there was one thing i wanted to talk about uh jordan related um i don't know if you saw but uh charlotte charlotte hornets forward miles bridges today uh responded to his his boss michael jordan saying that he like he wouldn't play them on a one-on-one because he wouldn't want to embarrass any of his players uh miles bridges said well let's go then uh how how soon will he be traded like the moment (laughs) free agency begins or do you think Michael Jordan tries to play him one-on-one? To like- I think he plays him because this doc came out and we're also dealing with a global pandemic. If those two things don't happen, Mike isn't incensed enough to actually play him, but I think they play soon in rubber suits. <laughs> rubber suit or not, I feel like MJ is going to have a blow in Achilles for sure. Yeah. Let it go, is, man. We don't even he, – he hasn't worn anything – that like no one could guess what his body shape is right now. We've never seen anything that is form fitting. Like he, he yeah, could... he's got little stilts under yeah. there. That's why the pants be so big. <laughs> Michael Jordan is five nine. You know it's funny. I did notice uh, he's he he's pretty short. He was standing next to Reggie Miller tonight. I know Reggie. What was he listed at? CJ like six, six eight six eight yeah. 
I feel like either Reggie is like actually six ten or Michael Jordan is actually six four. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like Michael's six three, six four for sure. I Just know. a thought. Yeah. I when <laughs> I think six six, I think of Michael Jordan. Like, Same, I heard but then watching Michael him Jordan. next to Reggie Miller, I'm like, he's not six six. Yeah. Yeah. But Reggie Miller is like an alien. His head changes lengths at different times. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here, guys. CJ, is there anything you want to uh, plug or mention before we we close out? Uh, my wife and I's podcast, The Greatest. Oh, it's on iHeartRadio. Blat. You can yeah, find that. Check Just it out. Uh, you guys media. had a very excellent episode featuring Reggie Miller himself. He was awesome. Ooh, very nice yeah. guy. Uh, Peter Jamel, you got anything you want to you want to plug before we get out of here? Airboatspod.com. That's it, man. Yeah, um, I'm I'm rifling through season one of SWAT starring Shamar Moore. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I just want to uh, say go to jamelljohnson.com, check out his special friend or foe. Uh, for five dollars, you get thirty minutes of beautifully filmed stand-up comedy in front of nobody in an empty theater. Love it's, it. It's a great special. Um, and yeah, let's uh, let's get out of here. Love you guys. Bye. Peace. Bye. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, figgins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit penfed.org slash powercash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.